And just like Ruth, she, it says she clung. That word is first used, that Hebrew word is used in Genesis where God says that a, a, a man shall cling to his wife and leave his father and mother. It speaks of covenant. And when Ruth clung to Naomi and she made a covenant, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. What you celebrate, I will celebrate. What you honor, I will honor. Where you die, I will die. That will cause the Jewish people witnessing a Jesus to them that they don't want to hear about but when we model something, why are you celebrating our feasts? Well, we're celebrating Yahweh's feasts, and we're honoring Yahweh. When we model something that will will cling to them, will honor them, and we really will. And if we will return, I believe the harvest is in the house of bread. If we'll return to the house of bread, that I believe the Lord is saying to Ruth, the Gentile nations, the, the believers in Jesus and Yeshua, listen, if you want to see Boaz and redeem Naomi, he's found at the threshing floor. Boaz is found at the threshing floor. And I believe from 2018, I've been prophesying for since 2018 to 2023, 24, I believe we're in a seven-year season of threshing. The Lord's removing, just like when you thresh barley or wheat, it removes the outer husk to reveal, to expose the seed. He's removing cultural husk from our gospel, from our doctrine, and he is uh, revealing the seed of destiny. And just like he said, listen, Israel, he, he Paul was the only mystery where uh, Paul said to Rome, the church at Rome in its infancy, it's the only mystery he attached a warning to. And he said, hey, believers in Rome, he, I believe he foresaw, he said, listen, they have an irrevocable call and covenant with God and all of Israel will be saved. Uh, and so, listen, he said, if you do not, if you do not listen to this warning, basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'll break you off, that you were grafted into their olive tree. And so I believe there is much Gentile arrogance that we have to allow the Lord to thrash. Now, it's not about salvation. It's about effectiveness. We keep prophesying a revive every year. I hear the same prophecy, and I believe in the prophecy, but we keep prophesying a revival that never comes, and it will never come until we allow the Lord to thresh our Gentile husk and reveal the seed of destiny. And he's got, just as Israel is a prophetic message to the 70 bloods or 70 nations, that he has an irrevocable call. He restored them to the Lamb. He restored their language, the Hebrew language. He re he's restoring all things. He's going to restore the irrevocable call and bloodlines to a people that will teshuva. We're in a teshuva season. Again, I don't have time to go into I believe we're in a 40-year season of teshuva, of returning back to original intent. Now, I believe this harvest, you can see it in Israel. Everything in the Bible prophesies. There's information in the Bible that's not important. Paul even said in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God's very breath or 
Theos Numos, the very wind and breath, or Ruach Elohim. It all carries the spirit of revelation. And so there's three main harvests in Israel. There's the barley, the spring, there's the wheat in the summer, there's the grapes and the olives in the fall. And I know there's seven types of species of harvest, but three main harvests. And I believe they all prophesy. I believe the first, for my time's sake, I'm going to cut it short. I believe the first harvest to come during this seven-year season to those that will go across the threshing floor. And he said, the wind, I saw the wind blowing on the threshing floor. If we'll go across the threshing floor, he'll take us through the open door. The wind taking us through and showing us, giving us strategies for nations, for regions, for bloodlines. And I really believe if we'll allow him to remove some husk, He'll reveal the seed of destiny that he has for the bloodline of the nations and for the Jewish people. Now, the first harvest was the barley harvest. Barley was the poor man's bread. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the humble. Barley was poor man's bread. We know that if you've been to Israel. And so I believe that Jesus was the first sheave, the first fruit raised from the dead, that First fruits was right during Passover. The, the high priest would wave, wave the first sheave of the barley harvest. And Paul said he was that first sheave. He was the firstborn of many that would come in his likeness. He was a first sheep son of a greater sonship harvest. And why do I say that? I believe the first harvest to come is a harvest of sons of God. Again, that's a gender-neutral term, both male and female. There's a sonship harvest. Sons is a governmental term. Son, just you think about adoption in the Bible. Adoption is son placement. I don't have time to explain it all. It was literally placing a son in a place where he was ready to steward and was could be entrusted with the father's estate and it wouldn't corrupt him. He wouldn't squander it. He was a son. He was able to govern the father's affairs. I believe that the Lord's bringing to people with the full stature of the image of Christ. The Bible says a finished man. People that are made ready, that first harvest are those that will submit and allow the husk to be removed to reveal the seed of destiny, and then they'll build the harvest centers for the greater harvest, the wheat harvest. And I believe that is the global harvest, but I believe we're going to model something back to the apostolic, the first apostolic age. He's going to remove, see, if you look at Revelation um, 14, it talks about these are this 144,000, this 12. 12 times 12 company. Those are not Jehovah Witness. I believe it's a sonship harvest that they did not lie with the woman. And if you look at uh, Revelation 17, the harlot woman in the Bible, like you look at Hosea married a harlot woman, always represents the covenant people of God. It's pointing to Rome. And uh, they didn't heed that warning that Paul gave them. And, and I'm not demonizing the church at Rome or anything, but I'm just telling you prophetically where we're at in the timeline of God. And if we will allow him to move cultural husk, 
that we could be a part of building the greater harvest centers, the threshing floors, because those will be threshing floors too. We talk about the latter glory of the temple. The foundation of the temple mount is a threshing floor. And so if you look at all the threshing floor scriptures, Ruth, found a Boaz type of Christ at the threshing floor. Gideon put his fleece on the threshing floor. When David wanted to bring the ark up, we talk about the tabernacle of David. God caused the oxen to stumble at the threshing floor. And this, there's no other way except across the threshing floor. Right now, the nation's coronavirus is a part of the Lord's. He's causing our oxen to stumble. And Uzzah, who was just trying to do a good thing. Good men are getting struck down. Uzzah represents strength. Oxen represents strength. He's causing, it literally says, Nacon's threshing floor. That means prepared. God has prepared a threshing floor. And if we'll submit to it, that, listen, we'll be able to be a people that can bring that greater harvest in. But just every prophecy we can prophesy the thens, but if we don't tell people the ifs, if my people will humble themselves and pray. And so then I will heal the land. We always have to fulfill the ifs to see the thens manifest. And so it's not about a really necessarily a salvation issue for us that are saved, but it is about an effectiveness issue. And then I don't have time to go into the last, the grapes and the olives, and there's much I could say. But I believe there is a threefold witness. There's to Israel, like the Romans 11.11. I believe it's to the nations that every tongue, tribe, and nation shall receive a witness. I believe there will be such a witness in the midst of gross demonic darkness. Isaiah, light will arise and shine. Our greatest moment, a glorious bride without spot or wrinkle. And I, I believe every tongue, tribe, and nation will be without excuse. The greatest witness that the earth has ever seen is at hand, and it will be those that will allow the Lord to thresh them to reveal the seed of destiny. And then to the principalities and powers that through the church, that he would make known the manifold wisdom of God to these fallen sons, these fallen princes. With They have an irrevocable call too. These fallen sons in the in the second heavens, they're waiting for a witness, and the wit, Jamie quoted it, the wisdom of God is the cross. I believe it's a three-and-a-half-year son of man company that are come to maturity. They have the ability to turn stones to bread. They have the ability to blind enemy armies like Elisha, but they will not do that because they will only do what they see the Father doing. They'll do nothing of their own initiative, John 5, 19 and 30. They'll be so submitted to the Father that they'll even go to martyrdom, and it will be a rebuke to fallen princes that say in Job 1 and 2, they just worship you because do it, they'll do anything to save their skin because you've hedged them in, and it will be a, a light that will knock those princes, those kingpins out of the heaven, and then three and a half years will be Jacob's trouble, and I call it the Super Bowl of God, and we get the ball at the 20-yard line and get to score the winning touchdown, so that's my theology in 15 minutes, and I'm sticking to it, and I'm excited. Father, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Father, I thank you that you're opening our eyes of our spirit man 
that we would know the hope of his calling, and you're bringing us in union with your calling, Yeshua. You're making us one, and I thank you for the revelation of the one new man and the image of the one true man. Lord, I thank you that you're raising up a one new man in the image of the one true man, and I thank you that we've seen in part but Lord, you're removing some husk off our spiritual eye to see the fullness. Lord, I thank you for opening that Daniel 10, 21 scroll, that book of truth, those book of amens that have been sealed from the foundation of the earth. And Lord, I thank you for opening that scroll to those that go through the threshing, Lord. You're going to give them an open scroll for their nation, Father, for their bloodline, in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. Wow. Well, I think we just drank from the fire hose. I think so. That's this is what they said. About they have fire there. hydrant, so I tried to slow it down a little. <laughs> yeah, it's about a week's worth of stuff, at least, that, that needs to be unpacked here, you guys. Wow. Okay. We got our money's worth tonight. Uh, it's so good, though. Really, this is a very good point because we've been talking about this, looking at the things that are coming at us through the lens of Jesus as much as possible to get into that place where we view what the circumstances around us through the lens of Jesus. And we can all get into those little snits where we get upset about the issues that we're seeing. And that's the time where we need to take the advice tonight and let God deal with our husks and bear that wheat within us. I feel like you guys have something to impart to us just to pray over us. And let's open it up for a couple of questions though, Fred. But I feel like there are people out there who have gone through the mill probably in the last year, couple of years, mm -hmm. and they just need to know that God is with them, that this is a process to prepare them for such a time as this. And uh, yeah. Okay, so great. So that we don't have that much time, but let me make one of the first comments. I think that, that what you were saying, Jamie, about keeping our eyes on Jesus and on the harvest, on what he is doing, that is one of the, I think, one of the primary challenges that we have in this hour, because there is so much from the enemy that is coming fast and furious. It's, it's like the, the enemy is just is just unloading a garbage truck on our heads of just everything he can throw at us during this time. And not the least of which is, I was talking in a, a prayer meeting earlier, is what I would call psyops. The, the enemy is trying to discourage us and confuse us and overwhelm us all at the same time. And it is a discipline to not be deeply affected by that, but to go up into the third heaven and be right in tune with the Father. And it's not that we can't do it, but we absolutely need his help and we need each other to just encourage each other to go in that place. I think everything else flows from that. If we can't, if we can't be with him really constantly in his presence, we're gonna, it's going to be very easy to either fall away or to get distracted. Yeah, and just real quickly, because I know Ed had a, a similar word, but the Lord recently was speaking to me. I was praying for a, a friend of mine. He said, hey, will you pray for me? I'm having some issues. And I said something to the effect of, we cancel every demonic assignment. 
that's been sent against you. And he says, I never thought of a demonic assignment. He said, but you know how I felt is he, he said, it felt, you know how in chess, you can use one pawn, one small piece, to lock down your opponent. And he said, I've just felt locked down. And when he said that, I said, it's crazy that you had mentioned chess because just the other night I had a weird thing where I was listening to a, a preaching video on YouTube, some guy who I wanted to hear a message. And the next video that came up was this minute and a half video of two of the best chess players in the world. And they were playing each other. And the one chess player offered the other chess player a draw. Now, I, just, I might just be an ignorant guy who knows football better than I know chess. But I'm thinking, why would you offer someone a draw and then your opponent accepts the draw? You must think you're going to lose. But if they think they're going to win, why would they accept the draw? And it was like the Lord spoke to me in that moment where he's, there's a lot of people. And I would venture to guess a lot of intercessors and watchmen in particular who have felt almost locked down by what the enemy's done to the point where the enemy's thinking, you know, the best you could do right now is a draw. You should just give up and close your mouth and back down and just be a nice church goer, sit in the pew on Sunday and don't say anything. And I'm telling you, the Lord is saying right now, do not take that bait because we win. And so I just want to encourage people because I know, man, it has been a lot for people. And, and we have... We still haven't processed all of it, and we don't have to process all of it with our minds. This is why it's so powerful what you said, what you just said, Fred, and what's, what we're doing is we're getting out of our minds. We're, getting, we're going above our heads. We're going, getting out of our, just our ability to think and comprehend and saying, Lord, align in me. Take all that husk off, all the husk of the last two years, all the stuff that's happened over the hardness of my heart that's come in, the confusion that's come in and the, the things that I thought you were going to do that you didn't do. And now I'm the unmet expectations, all that stuff. We have to bring that to the good shepherd and allow him to restore our soul. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's so key for people in this hour. So can I pray that if I was going to pray Please. anything over you guys, that Please. would be my heart. So father, I thank you tonight, Lord, or whatever time it is, wherever all these people are. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that even globally, Lord, even this global remnant that's gathered on this call, Father, I thank you now that you are coming as the good shepherd to the ones who have felt overwhelmed, overworked, overburdened. Lord, with everything that we've seen in the last couple of years, with everything we've experienced, Lord, with what's come at us, with what's come at our families, with what's come at the, at the church, with what's come at our nations. Father, I thank you even now that you as the good shepherd, you come and you restore our soul. Lord, we, don't, we say to you tonight, we don't have to have all the answers, but restore yeah. our soul. Align us, Lord. Father, I pray for alignment for every single one on this call with your heart. Lord, everywhere where we've gotten out of plumb and out of alignment, just be through normal life stuff, Lord, because it, it takes its toll. Father, align us again. Lord, let our ears hear the voice of the shepherd and another, let us not hear, let us not listen to. Father, I thank you today that you are loosing that oil that you pour out on our head. You anoint our head with oil, Lord, yeah. to, to, to remove every parasite, every demonic parasite 
that's been sucking the very life out of your people, that's been stealing our strength and stealing our joy. Father, I thank you even now for a, a breakthrough deliverance from demonic parasites in the spirit that have clung to us and attached themselves to us through the course of these last couple years. And Father, I thank you for your grace being poured out upon us and your healing balm being poured out on us, Lord. Thank you, Good Shepherd, for who you are and what you do. And we thank you that we are not going to sit back. We are not going to be right. quiet. We are going to continue to press in. That's right. And Lord, as we see what you're doing, we'll continue to move with you, Father, because I thank you, Lord, that it's already finished. We enter into the finished work of the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We receive it. Thank you so much, Jamie. Amen. Do, do you want me to? Yes. Yes, we want you to pray over us, prophesy over us. I, I wanna, I'm instead of praying, I'm gonna release the word that Jamie talked about. It's gonna be encouraging for you. It goes through, I think. And I recently heard the Lord say, I'm coming to unveil, and just receive why I read this is a prophecy. I'm coming to unveil my son in weak people in weak places. I'm breaking the curse of weariness that has come because of delay, and the Lord's doing it right now. There's been an assignment of weariness on people on this call, and it's broken right now by the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, broken now in Jesus' name. I'm breaking the spirit of hope deferred that has drained the dream stream of my people. I have come now with my armies to war for the eternal purpose destined for my people. Many want to give up. And many have given up, but I'm breathing into my people and restoring strength in their inner man. I believe the Lord's doing that right now. He's breathing into you on this call. So I say, see, I'm releasing the wind of get up that breaks the demonic spirit of give up because there's been a torment of give up. But the Lord says, I'm sending my wind of get up tonight into you on this call. You will not give up but you will get up and be made new from the inside out. Currently, we are moving through a time of war, and many just want the war to cease. But I heard the Lord say, do not make a peace treaty with the enemy. Many would say, I would never do that. But times we unknowingly do that by just giving up on the dream, the divine destiny that resides within our bloodline. We must understand the purposes of the Lord, specifically the eternal purpose for our bloodline. Our blood was designed before the foundations of the earth and blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every bloodline is created on purpose for purpose to release a dimension of the facet of glory that only their blood can release. The enemy of the Father of glory came to kill, still, and destroy that facet of glory that you're called to release. The deceiver came through many generations past, and he sowed the seeds of trauma, pain, chaos, and, and, and confusion into your bloodline. He tricked family members in generations past. He twisted the eternal purpose destined for your blood, but the Lord leaves nothing unrestored. 
And in this fullness of time, moment of human history, he's restoring one generation, a remnant, every bloodline, the eternal glory that they were destined to release. And so he's saying to those that have ears to hear, listen, I have come to mantle you for war, to war for my eternal purpose, and I leave nothing unrestored. So see that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that raises itself against you, I am mantling you with divinely empowered weapons to silence the accuser and to silence every voice that's not my voice. So, Father, I thank you for the wind of get up coming into our spirit, man, and causing dreams, even ones we didn't know. I thank you for the unlocking of our genetic code, that which has been on lockdown through the fall and through trauma and pain. I thank you that one generation's getting unlocked for eternal purpose, even tonight on the call. In Jesus' name, amen. So powerful. Thank you, Ed. We receive that. Susan, we are we do not have time for a lot of a lot of questions and comments. We need to have these guys back, is what we yeah, need to do. We and, really uh, do. <laughs> uh, we, re we really do. And we just we thank you. There's a breath of of the wind of God on what you're saying. And it's very important to have the have prophets, to have the prophetic word be be released. And and of course, once those things are released, then we need to war over them. It doesn't happen, well, you know, what you're saying doesn't happen automatically. And, but that's, but that's an ongoing thing. So we just really thank you guys uh, so much. I'm glad this is being recorded because we need to listen to yeah, it again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really these were right on a target words, you guys, as always, we love you. And Heron Hut is coming your way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, and we want to say thank you again to you both for coming out and bringing your people with you and spending time sewing into Bakersfield as you did a number of weeks ago. And we really appreciate that sacrifice. I'm just so full of all of the things that you're saying because it's so reflective of the course that we are feel like God is calling us to. One of the things you mentioned, Ed, was that covenant, a covenant people. And I'm just working on the second edition of Remnant Rising the book about watchmen but if you look at shamar which is to watch it shows up the great majority of the times when it's surrounded by god's covenant issues and so we are being called to really watch over god's covenant and look mm -hmm. for god's covenant in every place we go and that's why the lgbt thing i think is such a powerful focus mm -hmm. because it's so, it's so anti-covenant <laughs> And God is asking, calling us to restore. Audrey Panier is on. Could you close us off in prayer? You were with Ed and Susan. That's amazing. Yes. I was just going to call on Audrey to ask her to close us off in prayer. Great minds think alike. So yeah. Well, Oops, right. that's a husk, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you that Ed and Jamie have been with us tonight, and that this message has gone worldwide. And I thank you, Lord, that you are all about, like Ed said, restoring everything. 
And so we come with our resolve, like Sue was talking about earlier, resolve to participate in the restoration of all things by keeping our eyes on him, by coming out of Babylon and coming into that place of total commitment to the covenant that we have with him as his children, knowing that he loves it when we're empty. He said that to Jolene Hamill. He loves it when we're empty. We come empty. We come empty, we come weak, acknowledging our tremendous dependence upon you, O oh God, but knowing also that you are absolutely good. And so we embrace this with excitement, some apprehension, yes, but the excitement of knowing that you will do all that you have promised. Your word is true, you are faithful, and we will not let go of this plow until the harvest comes in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Bless you. Thank you, guys. 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 Thank you, guys